Hello, my name is Darren Littlejohn, and welcome to the 12-Step Buddhist Podcast, episode 22, The Fallacy of Non-Duality. It is easy to use non-dual teachings to both distance ourselves from our humanity and to make a virtue of such disengagement, leaving us clinging to our detachment. Let me repeat that leaving us clinging to our detachment. We may think we are following these teachings even as we have eviscerated them, stranding ourselves in superficiality. I could stop there, but such distortions are reinforced by teachers who reduce non-duality to a rationale for bypassing our individuality and the quote-unquote stories through which we reinforce our sense of self. The spooning out of non-dual pablum pre-chewed for us, sometimes pre-chewed for us, assumes that we have no teeth, no bite, no need for uncooked truth, and should instead just keep our spiritual bibs on. Keep our spiritual bibs on. Hmm. Where has the wildness, the rawness, the full-blooded embodiment of spirituality gone? Must it be caged, drugged, homogenized, reduced to a squeaky clean idealism for hungry seekers? Must we play vigilant zookeeper or valium supplier to spirituality's edginess? Must we depersonalize and dehumanize it? Alright, well maybe he's being a little, you know, like over the top here in his attempt to... uh, right well, but the point is taken. Where's the rawness? Where's the edginess? What up with the squeaky clean idealism, the superficiality, the uh, overly optimistic, the everything is positive bullshit that people spew. So let's talk about this from the point of view of how it really is. In the teaching. In the ultimate, in the ultimate non-dual, in the state of Mahamudra, in the state of um, our you know, real state, right? our, our Buddha mind, the experience of relative, or the experience rather of absolute, <clears throat> is non-dual in absolute truth, in absolute reality. I talked about this in another podcast. There is no bad and good. There is no judgment. There is no differentiation. There is no right and wrong. Now, if you're going to really, I mean, seriously, if you're really going to be non-dual, you've got to think about how, you know, the yogis would demonstrate this. You know, in ancient India, for example, going in, and you can still find these people from what I hear, the sadhus, you know, Vajra Sadhu Samaya, you know, the Vajra Sadhu, the one in the real state, the one in the complete state, the total state, is beyond concepts such as acceptance and rejection. They would 
go around and wear human skins and skulls. They would live in graveyards where bodies were burned, rub themselves with ashes, run through the streets naked, other stuff, much worse stuff. So the tantric practitioner, I'm not talking about Zen because Zen is not tantric. I'm not talking about Eckhart Tolle because Eckhart Tolle doesn't have a teaching. I'm not talking about Deepak because Deepak is capitalized on Vedanta and modernized it and industrialized it, made it a commodity, very expensive commodity. But the tantric explanations, whether it's Hindu or Buddhist, are to go beyond the dualism. Hence the term non-dual, right? So what the author here is talking about in spiritual bypassing, when spirituality disconnects us from what really matters, again, I'm on this, I'm still on this. I mean, this book's really provocative and awesome. I've been reading it and I'm almost done, but just wanted, I mean, this one really hits home, you know, this this chapter on non-duality, you know, or the, I mean, he has a different title for it, but I'm calling it the fallacy, I'm calling this podcast the fallacy of non-duality. He calls it when non-dual teachings are not non-dual, right? And when non-dual teachers are not non-dual. And when non-dualists, uh, those who would like to fancy themselves non-dual, like yoga teachers, you know, like yoga teachers, I'm just saying, you know, like Zen students, you know, uh, I call them Zen intellectuals. I've had people walk out of my talks before because they thought I was, I don't know, maybe they thought I was being judgmental. I am. I call people out. I'm sorry. You know, you got to be a skeptic. You got to be a healthy skeptic. Buddha didn't say, take it, believe. Buddha didn't say, we're all one. It's all positive. There's nothing but positivity and love. You know, um, but no, I don't think so. You know, non-dual truth is gritty. Non-dual truth is real. Non-dual truth is beyond the concepts. Non-dual truth is how non-dual can you apply? How you can you can have your words. It's very easy to have words. You know, about non-duality. You know, we're all one. Well, really. You know, if we're all one, why are you still a selfish, narcissistic? you know, wannabe, you know, like you think you're spiritual, you can say these words. Okay, that's great. Look, in terms of the stages of, um, of the spiral, right, in terms of the levels of the spiral, well, when we go uh, from the level of, say, super materialism, you know, the orange level, into the green egalitarian level, I mean, it's because, it's because the previous level, this happens with all levels, whether it's individual, whether it's a society, a culture, a state, a state of mind, a state of being, a nation state, etc. Previous systems break down. Addicts know this, right? System breaks down. We try more of the same. We try to fix it. We try to what? What do we try to do? We try to outcon, outthink, outgun, outmaneuver, outdance, outshine, 
outthink. You know, we try more. We try to get more. We try to layer it on, you know. When the system breaks down, like such as, for example, um, I don't know, being a drinker or a pothead, you know, it's like more will solve the problem when we feel horrible, when we feel those withdrawals, when we're on the downside of the addictive spiral, well, whatever the addiction is, right? So the idea is that laying on more is going to fix it, but laying on more doesn't fix it. It continues to break it because the system, because the paradigm has changed, because the schema has changed, because the system and the context, because the contextual situation is no longer, it, it's, it's moving, Prakriti, it's moving. It's like a web. It's like a, you know, it's like Indra's web, you know. It's like the universe. It's like this intricate web, you know, and something shifts and everything shifts. And the shit ain't the same no more. What? Sorry. I mean, you said, oh, impermanence. Yeah, I'm all about it. I dig it. I understand what Buddha said. I'm all about the Buddha. Well, know that in your last breath, amigo. You know, know that as you suffer. You know, know that as loved ones die. I'm just saying. I'm not being cold. I'm saying this with the openest heart of that I can have. You know, for you, for everyone. Okay. But come on, get real. If you think you're non-dual, you're bullshitting yourself, right? If you're really non-dual, yeah, dissolve into a rainbow body. If you're really non-dual, let's see some, let's see some uh, miraculous feats, right? So Western non-dual teachers are full of hype. They're full of um, uh, themselves. They're full of their own narcissistic, spiritual, sidestepping, egotistical... Um, you get the point. So the thing is, when we divorce... The thing is, when we disconnect from lineage, and when we disconnect from practice, and we, we co-op, we let the ego co-op, we intellectualize. We try to grab it and run. We try to we try to we try to be materialistic with the teaching, right? Have I talked about this before? I think I have. You know, when we when we try to use non-dual teachings to both distance ourselves from our humanity and make a virtue of such disengagement, it's like, you know, here's the thing with me. I mean, people will set themselves up on pedestals. People will get guru syndrome and set themselves up. I mean, whether it's a, 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 a 23-year-old yoga teacher who thinks that, they're, that they can now say such statements which begin with, in life, when we, in life, okay, your, your, your life is very short, my dear, so you really don't have much experience to share, you know, the truisms, but okay, I'm listening. It's a teaching. I'll be open. What's going on? What are you, what are you trying to say, you know? But in life, you know, whether we co-opt those or whether we say, I mean, I saw somebody on Facebook the other day, why bother? Someone was asking a question on the Buddhism, there's a Buddhism debate Facebook page or something, you know, and someone said something about, well, this Buddha Amitabha, this deity and something, I don't know what the question was. And some Zenster went on there and was like, why bother with deities when the dog wags its tail? Well, here's the thing. If you can dispense with deity practice, if you understand what the full spectrum of teachings are about, and you understand the levels and the stages and the histories and the lineages and so on, and you can bypass that, not spiritually bypass, but transcend, like truly transcend and truly include, right? Okay. Then you can ultimately say, 
ultimately, you notice I use this word, eventually, ultimately, or maybe in a moment here and there, you can say, what need have I for this? What need have I for that? You know, the true I is beyond identity, right? It's vast, it's infinite, it's, it's, it can't be labeled, right? It is pure awareness, right? If we can do that and we can live there, Vajra Sadhu Samaya, not some bullshit hype Western non-dual Oprah ass fucking slinging something and I want to make a newsletter and a blog and blah blah blah. Come on. If you can live it, then you live it. You manifest it. You demonstrate that shit, right? You demonstrate your non-duality. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. You transcend the hype. You know, you go beyond the beyond, right? For real. You know, you can read. I mean, I can send me an email. I'll send you a book list. I mean, you can, I'll send you down the, some roads. You can investigate some of this or, or on your own. You can just see it. You know, when we talk about being non-dual, you know, we really can't even talk about it. But if we're going to talk about it, like they talk about it in some teachings, which ultimately just must be transcended, ultimately we transcend them. But in the meantime, we must include them. In the meantime, we must understand them right so to understand what non-dual is you know see if you can practice it you know uh, give blood um, <clears throat> allow yourself to be used for the greater good um, offer yourself uh, on a plate I mean if you look at say the chud practice for example in the Tibetan Buddhist system the chud practice you know cutting through should cutting through or opening uh releasing right um cutting through what's to say you know dualistic vision you know whether it's with a sharp short sharp shocking sound mantra a word empowerment or whether it's through relaxing in a deep state of awareness whether it's through your teacher's actions, or your sangha's actions, or your own fate, or your own uh, fortune, whatever, whatever it is. See, if we, if we can't, if we, if we want to pretend everything's positive and say, it's all love, it's all light, it's all wonderful, everything's fantastic. I mean, I had this. I had this yoga teacher say to me, I walked in the studio and he, he says something like, there's no such decision that's a bad decision. All decisions are good. It's like, what? Really? If I smack you in the mouth right now, is that, is that, um, is that a good decision? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Will you agree then? I'm just saying. I mean, really, will you agree then? I mean, think, just think Jesus for a moment, right? Just think being on the cross getting nailed, blood pouring, being whooped, being stabbed, being held up for ridicule, being tortured, walking through the streets. Just think about that for a second. To demonstrate, to manifest, to show the principle, to go beyond the beyond. I think that's non-dual. From a Christian perspective, of course, that's not us. From a metaphysical Christian perspective, of course, you know, these great these 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 are things that we can do. We can evolve to. We can ascend to. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Watch your karma purify. Watch your intention. You know, offer. Be generous. So if you can really give, 
and be pure of heart, you know. Um, perhaps you're non-dual. If you can transcend into, you know, the uh, state beyond physicality while the body dissolves into the elements and, and not cling and not lose your shit. Like you've got the meditator mind. You've got the mind of the yogi. You've been practicing for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. You've, you've dipped your toe in the waters of Mahamudra like more than once, right? You know how to recognize what the real deal is. Then, maybe in those moments, we can really transcend. But we don't transcend and abandon. We don't shut out the deity. What need is there for a deity? Well, the dog wags his tail. Well, here's the thing, okay? The deity, the, the real deity, the wisdom deity, is the state beyond states, is the state beyond conception, right? So, maybe we use that tool, knowing that, and maybe we ultimately transcend. Maybe we transcend in the moment and we return to the practice. Like, say for me, for example, you know, I'm an addict. I'm in recovery. The addiction stuff is in my genes. It's in my DNA. It's in my makeup. It's in my fabric. It's in my trauma. It's in my tissues. It's in my cells. Right? It's in my personality. Right? You can see it from a mile away. So, you know, I have that limitation. Right? I mean, I'm not going to try to prove that wrong. As I said in the 12-step Buddhist, as I continue to say, I'm not going to try to take a drink of alcohol and prove that I'm non-dual. Um, because then I won't live, right? You know, yogis who are on the path aren't going to go, you know, eat, you know, human bodies in public to prove that they're non-dual. This is the kind of shit we're talking about. Read Tantra. Go study it. Go find some real teachers. Go look into the deep stuff, the old stuff. Read, read some of it, you know. Or just think about it. Just use your common sense. What does non-dual mean? It means non-dual. It means there's no such thing as acceptance and rejection. Think of all the things that you accept and all the things that you reject and then somehow be in the middle of that. That's non-dual. You know, so if we can really truly demonstrate that, super fantastic. Otherwise, what we can do is use tools. Like I use tools like going to 12-step meetings, even though they drive me nuts. Even though the bar is pretty low a lot of times and I don't hear a lot of things I like. Sometimes I really hear something I like. Like last night, this chick says... I can't sit on the fucking fence with my disease because my disease owns the fucking fence. Damn, that hit me. I'm like, thank you for saving my ass, lady. Thank you for saving my ass. I needed to hear that. Now, I'm not trying to present myself in some non-dual... I don't wear special clothes. I don't walk around with my, you know, persona, right? I walk around on the earth with my feet taking steps. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... People who like put themselves out as this and they create this persona and this mystique and they kind of like act like they think they know, they, they put stuff out and some people believe it and some people buy it, you know, a lot of people buy it you know? and it's easy to just throw the words out. But the thing is, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to say to you, here's the, here are my feet on the earth, right? Here's the ground on which I stand. Here are some teachings, here are some practices, here are some methods. You know, use what you choose. You've only got the self to lose. And ultimately, when we lose the self, we're non-dual. Buddha state, what do you think Buddha state could be? What do you think the Christ consciousness could be? 
you know, what do you think Krishna is? You know, Vishnu, what do you think these states are? And I might be speaking a little bit out of my league when I, you know, try to quote the Hindu stuff. I'm not super well versed in all of it, but I, I work with it, you know. But the point I'm making is clear, right? Isn't it? Isn't the point clear? You know, if you think you're non-dual and you're trying to use the non-dual teachings to say, oh, I can't get attached because I'm non-dual and... You know, really, you're trying to, like, transcend before you can transcend. What you have to do before you transcend is include. What do you do to include? You go into the pain. You open your heart. You open your guts. You lay your, your, your digestive tract out there on the, in the sun. You know, you go out into the sun and bake, right? You open your heart. You open your wounds. You breathe with it. You might say, like I do this, you know, I mean, I feel this deep pain. People die. People are shot in the head. People die of cancer. People die of heart failure, kidney failure. You know, I mean, so many people. Like Tysa's father just passed, you know, a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. She was just, you know, really, 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 really in deep, really in deep pain. And she's a real practitioner. She's a real practitioner. And she worked and she processed this. And she walked through it and she worked through it. She didn't bypass it. She was present for it. Present to it. Present as it. So we have to use the experience and not avoid the experience. Try to be present in the experience and allow the experience to be as it is. And allow ourselves to suffer and maybe we make it a path maybe we say this is pain that i'm experiencing buddha said life is suffering maybe this is what buddha was talking about you know maybe we can say something like pema chodron talks about may this be a path may this suffering i open myself up to this suffering i'm not the only one who suffers we all suffer on the bodhisattva path you know we might say something like may this experience become a path of liberation for myself and all beings. We can turn it around and make it into a merit field, right? Make it into Buddha field. Understanding that we are in samsara. We are in the infinite loop. And we are until we aren't. Joko Beck, you know, I mean, she, I mean, I worked with her a little bit, you know, here and there for the, over the years in the 90s. And, you know, she says, you know, we, we are until we aren't. You know, we're caught up in it until we're not. And if you think you're not caught up in it, you should have a good teacher. You should have a good teacher which will, will uh, who, who, who will work with your ego. Most people are afraid of that. Most people want to pretend they're in, you know, transcendent state because they heard the words because it sounds good. And listen, like I said, when you're going from, 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 orange to green, when you're going from the narcissistic, you know, build up your money and your wealth state to the, you know, I'm affluent now and I've got some leisure time so I can think about yoga and I can think about recycling, you know, and I can try to feed the homeless and all this stuff, you know, you start thinking that way, you can be progressive and left wing and, you know, all this kind of whatever you want to be, right? But it's the next level. The system will break down. The green system will break down. It'll cease to work for you because you'll see that you're still not non-dual, right? You're still caught up in the self, right? That system breaks. And we have to 
go through the process of trying more of the same until we find a new solution and we apply new things. We become willing to, to, to open ourselves to new resources. And when we do that, then we can begin a new learning curve. And then we'll achieve some homeostasis in that space until that system breaks down. And this is how it goes from the beginning to wherever it goes, you know, to whatever level Buddha is, you know. So the fallacy of non-dual teachings, if you listen to non-dual teachers, is to spit and spew platitudes out at ourselves and at each other rather than feel our deep, 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 deep pain. Feel it. Don't be afraid of it. It's just you. It's just the you that isn't really a you. I mean, if you want to sit there and like spiritually sidestep and say, there's no self. I'm not even real. I'm not even feeling this. And just pretend you're not feeling it. Then you're not going to grieve and you're not going to process and you're not going to get wisdom. Because the wisdom of non-duality comes not from accepting or rejecting. The wisdom of non-duality comes from being in the non-dual space beyond accepting and rejecting. Check that out. I mean, that's, that's what's happening. You know, and am, am I trying to tell you that I have achieved this space and this state? I'm not trying to tell you that. You know, that's not the hype. You know, I, I am telling you that I listen to teachings and I practice practices and I work with the material, the material of my own life, the mandala of my own um, physical, energetic, and mental dimensions, right? So... That might be a little bit hard hard for people to hear, um, but hey, you can always listen to Eckhart Tolle, and you can always listen to Deepak, and you can always you know listen to Marianne Williamson and uh, and any of the Western non-dualists, you know, the uh, the bypassers. Yeah, you can listen, um, and get what you can out of it, and. I'm not saying that there's no truth in any of that stuff. I love it, actually. I really, I'm a big Deepak fan. I'm a big Eckhart Tolle fan. But there is a fallacy of non-duality that I'm trying to like reveal, trying to like sort of like present here. You know, I'm trying to help you understand that. And once you understand that, and pardon me if you already do, you can like hit, move on to the next podcast. You know. But in the space of what's really going on, somehow, not just pretending it's all positive, not just being super pessimistic and like hating it all, but somehow being free as it all arises. And you can test whether or not this works for you. My teacher says there's a great test for it. You can put your finger in the flame. If you don't burn, bam, you're on, baby. All right, we'll talk about something else next time. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I had a list here somewhere of some topics that I wanted to uh, discuss podcast-wise. Do you guys want to come to the retreat, the winter retreat at Brighton Bush? It's January 31st. You should definitely get registered now. Go to the 12stepbuddhist.com. And, oh, I wanted to talk about trauma. I wanted to talk about spiritual bypassing that's not my list i don't even know oh there it is zen oh the funnel guru devotion what is a spiritual teacher so we'll talk more about this later i've already gone on for 27 minutes it's really only supposed to be a 20 minute podcast so anyways um buy the book the power of vow ask for it at your bookstore that helps a lot 
Um, tell your bookstore you want them to stock it. Buy the 12 Step Buddhist. Buy copies for a friend. Get the ebook, the audio book, etc. And so on and so forth. You know, that's the stuff that that I've put out. And you know, hey, got to make a living. Um, podcast is free, and uh, you can always email me your questions, comments, and observations. There is a Google number. I don't know where the Google number is right now off the top of my head, but uh, there is a Google voice number. Uh, I'll give that to you next time. So in the meantime, it is what it is. Be with what it is as it is. Good luck.